Hi, this is Pastor Tim, and I'm always encouraged to hear what God is doing in your life. Now, if you have a story or a testimony to share regarding a miracle, please let me know at story at citylifefw.org. That's story at citylifefw.org. Hey, I'm looking forward to hearing your personal story soon. Welcome to the City Life Podcast. We're all about making Jesus known. We pray these messages will help equip you to become a follower of Jesus who is empowered to influence and shape culture. Enjoy the message. I want you to get your Bibles open to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Philippians 4, 8. That's in the New Testament near the back of the Bible. Um, Get your notes out. I think it would be great for you just to jot down a few things that I think God will be speaking to you today. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. We'll take a look at that about two-thirds of the way through my message. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm just on top of the world. You guys feel that way sometimes? Like, yeah, you're just feeling good. Your emotions are surging. You're, you're happy. You're full of zest, zip, and zing. You know? You know what that is? Like, everything is awesome. And, and you even want to sing the little song from the movie a couple years back. Uh, you know, the, the sun is shining. And, and it's like you just want to send happy emoticons all day. You, you ever been like that? You, you know what that feels like right other times you're just feeling kind of low and you're down um, trouble comes somebody said something mean to you I know that happens to me sometimes I mean sometimes I, I feel low and and just stuff of life happens I'm like wow you know it affects your soul it, it you know affects your emotions uh, you know someone talks mean to you or maybe you're sitting in your car and 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 someone for the the person who parks next to you in your reserved parking space bangs your car for like the 50th time when you're sitting in your car and you want to like ah! <laughs> that never happens to me yes it does and, and, you know, or, or you get a flat in the rain um you get sick you, you get chewed out maybe a friend um passes away or a loved one or when i mess up and get embarrassed you can just feel incredibly low those things happen to me, and I know they happen to you too, right? Okay, here's one thing I've learned, though. When that's happening, don't just trust your emotions because emotions can often be really high or really low, and when we react in one of those states of emotional high or emotional low, it actually can get you into a lot of trouble, and, and, and so, so the, what we have to do is work in our lives to maintain some kind of balance. And, and, and that's why I'm, I'm encouraging you to, to get strong and to build and maintain what I'm calling a strong spirit. You know, being strong physically and, health, and being healthy, I, I think that's, a, that's important. I think it's important to us. It's not what the church is about, but, you know, that's important to me. And, uh, but, you know, the church is about being, having a strong spirit, and that's really what I'm getting at today. I want you to have a strong spirit. Uh, you know, we, we focus a lot, so much, on being healthy physically, and, and, I, and uh, we really focus very little on, spoken, on being healthy spiritually, which is the part of us that lives forever. Really, that's the part that we should care greatly about. I, I try to eat the right foods and exercise and do the things that will keep me strong. And my, my trainer explained to me that one of the most important things that I can do is to build what's called a strong core, which is the center part of your body. And, uh, and, and, you know, you can't really tell if a person has a strong core or not, but, but what's hidden is actually critical. Uh, I, I remember taking a tumble down some stairs 
a few years back, and I was very, very grateful that I had spent quite a while working on a strong core because I felt as like, wow, that kind of like saved me. Yeah, but in the same way, having a strong spirit, it will stabilize you. When trouble comes, a strong spirit stabilizes you. Guys, that's what I'm passionate about today. You see, what the church is about is about seeing people's spirits rescued and born again, and it's also about giving you the ability and encouraging you and strengthening you so that your spirit can be strong because that's the part of you that lives forever. And, and you can't see that strong spirit on the outside. I mean, you don't just walk up to a person and go, man, your, your spirit is just like, like so muscular. I mean, you're like ripped spiritually. It's like, no, no, no you, know, you just can't tell. Uh, but the truth is, is, though, is that when you're going through a time of pain or trouble, confusion, low emotions, that's when you actually discover the condition of your spirit. And, I, and I'm your pastor. I'm a, I'm a pastor. And I want you to have a strong spirit. Solomon said this in the Amplified Bible. It's, it's, it's stated really well. It says, a strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain and trouble. See, a strong spirit actually overcomes your body. Isn't that incredible? That's how important this is. He says, but a weak and a broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? It's a huge contrast. I, I like the message version of the Bible because it, it states it just a little different. And, and, I, and I like it. It says, a healthy spirit conquers adversity. That's what I want for you. <laughs> but what can you do when the spirit is crushed? Really what we're talking, that's what we're talking about today is, is to have a healthy, strong spirit. So I'm challenging you today just to strengthen your spirit. And there are a lot of different ways to do that, but, but, but one of the things I think is really important is, is for you to actually live, live open. So that, that when crisis hits, not if, but when crisis hits, when trouble hits, there, there is this natural um, reaction that we have. And, and the natural reaction is I'm going to isolate myself. I'm going to pull back. I mean, the, the, the pain is searing. It, it just hurts. It hurts. I mean, the pain hurts. And that's why we call pain, pain, because pain hurts, you know? <laughs> you, you feel vulnerable, and, and you put up this wall, and, and you hide. But I'm saying don't, don't. Instead, live open. Hiding isn't going to help the problem. Walls don't bring healing. And when you really are feeling like the least about wanting to be around other people that are going to encourage you, that's really when you need it the most. Uh, as a pastor, that's why I say I, I'm passionate about fellowship. I'm passionate about connect groups. It's important really critical for our healthy spirit a strong spirit um <clears throat> it's just something that happens in a group when i took my boys into this crazy most insane hike of a lifetime that i will never forget and i will never ever 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 attempt to even think about repeating into the grand canyon three and a half years ago um it was extreme and it was intense it was the most intense physical thing i've ever experienced and my boys all agree it was the same for them but when we were there in the canyon, the truth is we needed each other. Um, somehow, when three of us would feel down, there would always be one other person that would encourage the other three of us. It was interesting how that always seemed to work. There was someone who would encourage. 
In fact, in fact there's, there's this number one rule they tell you when you're going to hike in the Grand Canyon. If you leave the rim of the Grand Canyon, you're on your own. And, uh, and they say this, it says this, this is really important. Do not hike alone. That's the number one rule about the Grand Canyon. And I was just thinking, you know, it's the same thing for us in our lives. Neither should we go into through of life, life's canyons alone. We need one another. We need God. We need each other. We need to live open. And, and, and not just live open, but to, but to love authentically. Just love with authenticity. I'm telling you, when everything just stinks around you, when you're in pain, keep loving authentically, even though you don't feel like it. Parents, just, I just want to challenge you on this. Your, your children whether you realize it or not, are actually assessing the reality of your relationship with God constantly. And what they're doing is, one of the things they will do is they will watch how you love. They will. And, and they will especially gauge whether your faith is real or not by how you love even when things are down for you. So when you get hurt or disappointed, when any of us get hurt or disappointed, that's actually an opportunity to love and to open up and be transparent and be authentic and, and just refuse. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to be whiny. I'm not going to be a victim. I, I'm not going to be all pitiful, you know. And, and if you choose to be a victim, what ends up happening is you pull other people into your offense and you're hurt. You do. That's actually dangerous because that is the opposite of authentic love. Some will say, well, it's just being authentic. I'm, no, actually, you're being venomous. That's, that's dangerous. It's poisonous. Instead, here's what you should do. When you're feeling that way, lean into the people who are closest to you, those who have promised to be with you in the good times and the bad times, and you just keep loving authentically. And, and in the middle of it all, just... Just embrace the process. <laughs> you know, sometimes, it, sometimes it does stink. But, but there are others who have been through what you're going through right now, and they've made it to the other side. Yeah, that's, that's why coming to church helps. It does. Because um, the thing is, I, I, I know a lot of you guys, and I know some of the stuff some of you guys are going through, and it's big stuff. But still, just a few minutes ago, you were lifting your hands and saying, it's well with my soul. Now, how can you say that in the middle of your process? Well, that's just because you've embraced the process and you said, you know what? Good, bad, whatever. I'm going to keep worshiping God. And when you come to church, you're also sitting with other people who are going to, to, to be with you and walk with you through your pain. They're not going to just give you little pat answers, but, but they're the people who are going to carry you even with their faith when you don't even have any. That's a good thing to have. I know I, that's, I've needed that before. See, walking through pain, it's a process. It's a journey toward a greater destination. Like when I was in the Grand Canyon with my boys, I mean, I, there was a point where my body was in intense pain, uh, but I couldn't give up. I couldn't give up. I just had this little motto. I never told the boys this, but I had this model, motto in my heart. It's like, I'm just going to, we're, we're all going to get out of this canyon alive. I don't care what happened. We're getting out of the canyon alive. And, and so it's just keep moving forward and keep moving forward, no, no matter how horrible the pain was. And, and as, as excruciating 
as your circumstances are at times, you, you just keep doing the right things and you stay obedient to God. It's going to get through this process faster. You're going to get through alive. I'm going to get to the other side. You see? And, and, and when you're in the middle of all this, when stuff happens, it's important that you reflect and learn too. Like you think back. Think back about what happened. We should always be learning from the past. In fact, one of the best things that I did uh, for myself was actually very early in my adult life is I literally created a written list of things I would do and things I would not do based upon my own bad experiences and based upon the experiences that I saw other people go through. It's like, I'm going to take note of that because I want, I want to make right decisions when the pressure's on. So whether it was a bad relationship, a bad boss, a uh, bad financial decision, or a huge error in judgment, I was able quite often to make the right decision. And see, that is what I mean about having a strong spirit. My guys, this works. This works. I always say, say, really, there are three ways to learn from mistakes. Three ways. The, the easy way. This is the easy way. Learn this one really good. It's learning from the mistakes of others. And if you hang around church for a while, you can do that, and it's great. And you, you don't have, we don't criticize or demean, but you learn from the mistakes of others. That's easy. That's good. Now, then there's the hard way. That's when you learn from your own mistakes. And but, you know, we, we tend to do that a lot. But definitely, either choose the easy way or the hard way. But don't choose the tragic way. That's where you just don't learn from either. Don't allow your mistakes to not teach you. Instead, become a better person because you messed up. And you know, even if you've done wrong, reflect, learn from it. Maybe you've been mistreated. Honestly, I would say sometimes, sometimes it takes you getting mistreated for you to understand how it feels so that you will treat others better. That actually happened for me. In the middle of your pain, in the middle of your trouble, you just, you just own it. Like, I'm, I'm going to own this. And the way you own it is by, by not dwelling on the past anymore, not blaming other people. That, that's not a win. Blaming people isn't a win. And the truth is, sure, there might be people involved that, that, that caused your situation to, like, careen out of control. Absolutely. And, and, and it may even be to the point where it's like, well, I, I can easily point my finger right over there. But instead, don't do that. Own it. Take responsibility yourself. I would say that a major reason why... I've seen people who don't, don't move forward out of their uh, situation is because they're really more concerned about what happened in the past. Well, I want to keep talking about who was right and who was wrong and who messed up. And, 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 and their, their passion is more about that than having passion for the future. Around here, I'm just saying, no, we're not going to do that. We have passion for our future. Seize, seize your word for this year. Whatever your word is that, 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 you cr that you came up with for this year. If you haven't done that yet, just do that. Just create a word for the year. Like, this is the word that's going to lead and guide me this year. And then just let that be part of your future. Own your pain and get moving forward. And when it all happens to you, you, you take action. So you act, but you shouldn't react our temptation is to react you know you know you you touch something hot you react right uh, the, the other day there was there's a there was a log in the fire I got up in the morning and i noticed there was this log that was smoldering in in the fireplace and oh you know what's that thing doing doing there i, I just i wanted to get rid of it so i was going to reach in and grab it and just take it outside 
I don't know why I did that. I don't know. I, I reached out and grabbed it and went, ah, it's hot. Well, duh, it was smoking. Um, and I reacted. But then as I had to stop, think, okay, that's why I'm going to take the little tongs and move this thing outside. You know, don't, don't react. Don't stomp and make a scene. You know, when, you're, when you're feeling low, really the best place to do, the best place to go is to a place that's full of life, full of spirit life, where there's a youthful spirit and, and there's a spirit of, of just generosity. Maybe an atmosphere where there's glowing authenticity and grace-filled warmth. and An atmosphere where there's contagious happiness and vibrant servanthood and magnetic energy all in the life of God. That's actually a description of church. It really is. And that's a description of what we, we even notice around here. But I'm also going to tell you that a perfect church does not exist. It's true. And city life is not the model for perfection. And I've come to that conclusion. You, you know why? Because you guys are here, you know. <laughs> because you go here. You go here. That's, that's why. And you're not perfect. And, and because I go here. You see, but the truth is, we're healthy. This church is healthy. And for certain, the atmosphere here is an atmosphere of action. It's a it's a relational, spirit-working atmosphere. So that when you are, not if, but when you're going through a challenging time, you will most certainly want you, to your, your friends and your leaders and your pastors, people who really love you, to tell you the truth. Because around here, people are going to remind you about God's truth. They're not simply people who are just going to say whatever you want to hear said to you to make you feel good or what you think you might need to hear at the moment. But it's going to be people who actually give you advice and motivate, and it's all motivated out of love and compassion and never about judgment or condemnation and certainly not manipulation. We just don't do that here. That's why connect groups and, and relationships are really, really important in our church. So that when you are going through your trouble, when you're going through your pain, you're going to be able to have someone to talk to, to encourage you, and to talk straight to you with the love of God about His power and about His grace and about His compassion. So you go to those people and you, you lean into people like that and you act, don't react and pull away. You deal with the circumstances around you instead of allowing the circumstances to control you. Another thing that you need to do if you're going to have that strong spirit is to live in today. See, a, a strong spirit embraces the present. Um, let me just tell you something. <laughs> the past cannot be changed. I don't, know, I don't know what you believe about time travel, but the past cannot be changed, all right? That's really just in the movies, my friend. I mean, you can't, you, you can't keep looking back there. Hey, have you ever tried driving down Interstate, or maybe up on Interstate 35, you know, the North Highway, uh, looking in your rearview mirror the whole time? No, that isn't going to work. No way. You can't move forward by looking in the rearview mirror all the time. I love it. I had this, this 10th grade English teacher. She was, she was really awesome. She had like five or six one-liners that she drilled into our head all year, all year long. And, and, and the truth is, they were so annoying. They were so annoying that her little one-liners, they were very annoying. Um, but, but, but 
man, I tell you what, teachers, they're, they're good because they, they have this ability to drill something into your head, and, they, and she did it through repetition, and I'll never forget how she would do it. She would close her eyes, and, 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 uh, and she, would, she would, like, you see her eyes rolling under her eyelids. You can always see that. I was kind of looking at that. That's just like, kind of strange. But she would do that, and she'd roll her eyes under her eyelids, and she would say, get in the here and now, people. Of course, we were always people, like, as, as if we thought we were pets or something. I don't know. She'd always call us people, but, but the part I remember is get in the here and now, and that stuck with me since my sophomore year of high school. <laughs> in other words, it's like live in today. Live in the moment. There is nothing that you can do about what has been done and what happened or what tragedy befell you. Joshua, the one who led God's people into the promised land, he had to deal with that. I mean, Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, his own book, it starts off with these words. I, I, I love it because it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, that's not Jake Nun, that's a different Nun. Uh, Joshua, son of Nun, Moses A. It wasn't your kid, yeah. <laughs> because you have two N's, it's N U N N, which I, I'm very aware of that. All right. Now, God said this, listen, <laughs> how would you like your first thing God tells you? Hey, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> as if I didn't know that. Now, then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them. Those are the first things God spoke to Joshua. The first time Joshua spoke, heard from God. In other words, what God was saying is, Joshua, strengthen your spirit, and now it's time to move past your emotions. Your mentor, your leader, your best friend, he's dead. And that was yesterday. I know it was painful, but now you have to get back to work, and it's time to start leading. Live in today. So what is it that's in your past that you need to leave in your past? Stop letting it hold you back from your destiny of crossing over that next river. Since we're looking at Joshua, I mean, another thing is we've got to live courageous. I mean, that's what God told him. He, God told him in, in, in verse 9 that Joshua was not only to live in today, but he was supposed to live courageous, even though he was in pain, he was confused, and he was hurting. Because God said these words, and this is punchy. This is good. He said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And for some of you guys, that's what you needed to hear today. You need to take a picture of that. You need to memorize it. You need to you know, put that all over everything. Email it to yourself 50 times a day or whatever. This is good. You know, If you're going to advance with courage, that means you're not going to cave to your toxic emotions anymore. And the best way to deal with this is to address the issue, shift your focus, and move forward. You cannot linger on the problem. When you do that, it pulls you down. And if you're a leader, you're pulling all kinds of other people around or down around you. And I'm just saying, guys, it's time for us to live. <laughs> live your life. Lead your life with courage, knowing that God is with you and it is well with your soul. Every step you're taking is just one step further away from you're just creating more distance between you and what happened in that past. And, and, and when you're walking down this pathway, uh, when you're in that low spot, ask for help. 
oh, but it's embarrassing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but see, a strong spirit is going to ask for help because you know you can't do it alone. Like, oh, I'm tough. No, no, you're not as tough as you think you are. Paul says this. He says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength, which is asking for God's help. He, I'm just telling you, you need God's help. You do. You do. I do. We, we need God's help. In fact, that's why we have our prayer team over here on Sunday mornings. You know, they're not, they're not guys just stand there to look cool because they, they, you know, they don't even care about that. But the prayer team is over there so that if you have a prayer need on Sunday mornings during the worship, you go over there and you tell them, like, here's something going through and I need some prayer. That is asking God for help. And you're getting someone else's faith with you, which just makes, I believe, it makes your prayers more potent. The Bible tells us it does. That's also why we have relationships with other people, people of faith, you know, people who share our faith. And that is really, really important. So we have those relationships, and, and the Scripture tells us, I mean, Solomon said it himself, that victory is won through many advisors. So there's, there's safety in this multitude of counselors, but there's not really safety in a multitude of crazy opinions. Uh, th there's a difference. There's a huge difference. Hey, um, can I just encourage you, please don't get advice from the stranger online. You know, I mean, come on, who is that? Oh, they're kind of nice online. You haven't ever even seen them. Uh, you may, I don't care if you've played video games with them for f 14 years. You don't know who that person is, you know. Get advice from the guy at the gym, the lady at the cash register, or your co-worker. I mean, focus on people who share your faith. Here's something profound, but I want you to think about it. Don't take counsel from people whose lives are a catastrophe at the moment. Now, we all go through ups and downs, absolutely. But if someone's life is a catastrophe, then what they're going to advise you in is probably going to be off. Get, allow them to get some time to, to be healed and strengthened and get in the right direction. But go to someone who's learned through some experiences and can stand on their feet and say, hey, I know this is the right way. Here, it's really simple. Here's how to filter it. Do they love you? Do they like, really, really love you? Do they love God? <laughs> and, and do they clearly want what's best for you with no personal agenda and no strings attached? Then you go and ask them for help and, and you know what you just got to push through that embarrassment and it's worth the effort so that you can strengthen your spirit and while you're at it you know the whole time you just got to be positive you get that was like well i'm a negative person well, you need to stop being negative <laughs> because you need to be positive that's the faith-filled filled life right there because when you're positive it's going to cause you to continue to change and develop negativity which is actually a lack of faith that is going to halt your progress every time because all you're going to see are walls and obstacles instead of opportunities so be positive and 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 share the even the good things that are happening in your life or the good things god is doing with your family and your friends and your connect group members talk about the wonderful things of god in your life in spite of the trouble and the pain that you're in right at that moment and with a positive frame of mind you just have this unyielding insatiable passion for the future yeah we live in the day but i want you to i want you to just to salivate about the future come on <laughs> 
be grateful for the good stuff in life and the good people in life and have the zest and excitement for the future. Like, well, I don't know what it's, what's out there. Well, no one does. But I'll tell you the truth is that, sure, I mean, yesterday may have been a failure, but it's a new day today, and you've got a tomorrow out there, so get up and start moving forward. I love it because the Bible tells us, Solomon says this, he says, though the righteous fall seven times, and, uh, you know, for some of you, that's 77, now, you know, uh, or maybe 777. Now, now uh, others of us, it's 7,777 times. You fall down, you skin your knees. Um, it's a, but, but I love that. It says, even though the righteous fall however many times, they, what? Rise again. I'm telling you guys, when you get back up after you've fallen, your spirit is strengthened and nothing is going to keep you down. Nothing. Nothing is going to knock you out of your pursuit for the future. Nothing's going to happen. And while you're doing that, you just got to keep adjusting your thoughts. Yeah, that's, that's a constant activity because negativity and those, those thoughts try to get into our head. But, but you keep your thoughts in line because every action that you do, however you act, is going to start with a thought. Even if it's a fleeting thought. That's why we have to take our thoughts captive. And, and because your thoughts are actually going to make you or break you. Did you know that? They will. That's why rehearsing those things over and over in your mind, that's a place to start to, get, to start changing right now. Um, if, you, um, if you adjust your thoughts during the difficult times, what it will do is it will keep you from collapsing and giving up. Uh, even the way that I pastor as a church, you know, I, I choose to respond to life situations and even challenges that within the congregation with transparency and with honesty. It's like, but there's a risk with being transparent. Of course there is. But the reward is greater than the risk any day for your life. And why? It's because when you're open and honest, it will rally people who are full of God's love and full of faith in God to strengthen you and to encourage you. But if you get defensive and you start blaming other people, then that's a loss. And I'm just telling you guys, that's simply something I'm not going to do. It's, it's actually challenging because we all love to point fingers. Isn't that right? It's, it's like I, we can point fingers all day long, and, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just not going to go there. And I don't want you to either. And we as a church, we're not going to go there. I, I, I learned that when I was taking my sons into the Grand Canyon, I learned that, that uh, people who accidentally lose their lives in the Grand Canyon really cannot blame somebody else. They really can't. Because in every recorded situation, it was their mistake. What happened is they didn't stay within the boundaries. They neglected the counsel of the other people that were around them. Or they just simply did something foolish that they should have known better to do. And in the Grand Canyon, it's said that when you step below the rim, you're in the canyon. And you're responsible for yourself. And in life, you are also responsible for yourself and the condition of your spirit. That's why you need others around you and you need to adjust your thinking. Philippians 4.8, which is our main passage today. Uh, you know, it, that, that's what it talks about. You know, get that pulled up here because I want you to look at that. Hey, you know, one of the challenges that I face even as pastoring is, is many times I'll share a message. I prepare a specific message, maybe about a certain topic and and I address it, and someone will say, wow, you know, that was exactly, you know, where, where I am. It's exactly what I needed. And, and, and then the next day, it, it's like they, they, they forgot it. They forgot every word of it because 
their thoughts took back over and they were transfixed on their version of the past and so they couldn't break out of it. That's why Paul says this in Philippians 4, 8. I love this scripture. I love it. It's good. And, and, and you can apply this to everything. I, and I encourage you to, to apply this to what you post online, how you text, how you write an email, what you say to people. But it all starts with your thoughts, okay? It says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. The thoughts start there, and it just begins to flow out of your life. Now, there's a fun thing that you can do with this, and it's to reverse and invert the words of this scripture, and you actually come up with how our mind, our carnal mind, works when our spirit is weak. And uh, it, it's really quite hilarious, but, but it's, 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 it's just, it's crazy how, how strange it is, because like we go to that default so often, but that's not where we need to go. And I struggle with it just like you do. But the inversion of this is this. It says, whatever is rumor or hearsay, whatever is sketchy, uh, whatever is hateful, whatever is tainted, whatever is shameful, whatever highlights someone else's failure, whatever creates a juicy story, whatever humiliates other people, think about things like that. Post about things like that online. Go ahead and talk about things, text about things like that. Make that your conversation and make those your thoughts. No, actually, because I'm saying, don't do that. Instead, do this. That's why the scripture doesn't even list the don'ts. It just says, do this. It's much more easy. This is where self-control comes in. You know, Solomon even said it. If, is if, uh, if you don't have self-control, you're like a city whose walls are, are broken down. And a city with no walls can be overcome by the enemy, just like a person with a weak spirit has really no, no self-control, they're easily overcome by the enemy. And guys, I don't want that for you. The difference between a strong spirit and a weak spirit is really what you're feeding it. What weakens your spirit? What weakens it? Well, it's fear, which is an emotion. Uh, it's weakened by doubt, which is an emotion. It's weakened by unbelief, which is an emotion. And if you feed your fear... If you feed your doubt and unbelief when trouble and pain comes, you're going, I'm just telling you guys, you're going to be overcome by the enemy. And I don't want that for you. Because a weak spirit will be overcome. Um, and I've seen it happen over and over and over. That's why I want to stand strong with you. I want you to have a strong spirit. Because a strong spirit is not overcome. A strong spirit overcomes. Yeah, there are times when people are going to do things to you that's going to affect us all. It happens in our church. It happens at work. It's going to happen in your families. But in that moment, you have a choice to make. Will I get bitter? And will I allow resentment to move in against the person? Or am I going to see the person as human? Am I going to forgive them? And I'm, I, am I going to overcome and even be an encouragement to them for the future? Because that's the way the church works. And it's God's desire, and it's my desire for you to overcome. Jesus said this. He said, you know, in this world, right here on earth, um, I want to tell you some things. He says, in this world, you're going to have trouble. You know, some people make it sound like, well, if you become a Christian, 
everything's fine and trouble dissolves. No, that's, that's not even true. I mean, Jesus himself, you know, like, like he's Jesus. Okay, He's Jesus. So he, he would be the main man right here. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. So it's going to happen. But he says, take heart. I have overcome the world. Well, how did he overcome the world? Well, there are several ways, but, but part of it was humility. And it was understanding people and loving people, forgiving people. That is how to overcome resentment and anger and hatred. It will always take you down a wrong path. The one thing that, uh, that we can always do, always, when other people let us down, is to use it as an opportunity to even evaluate our own lives and take a look at ourselves. Say, well, what might I be doing that may be letting others down? And then you see it and you identify it and you strengthen your spirit. Guys, that's, that's a smart way to live. What strengthens your spirit? Three things, basically. Three things. It's the same. They're the basics. This is not crazy revelation or anything like that. These are the basics, but so often we stray to them. There are three things. It's God's Word. You should be in God's Word all the time. Download a Bible app. Be on a Bible plan, a daily Bible plan, and, 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 and do it, you know. God's Word, God's presence, God's house. Those are the things that will strengthen your spirit. And I want you to have a strong spirit because that's what is eternal and will even give you the ability to ward off sickness and disease and even lift up your own physical body just like the Bible says. When you do this, you're going to find that you're going to have faith for your future and you're going to have hope for your future because without hope, you're going to eventually get off course and you'll fall into that canyon of despair and hopelessness, which is no way to live because a strong spirit flows from the love of God. God's love will take you through your current trial. God's love will give you courage regarding all of the junk that you're facing right now and yesterday and that you're even going to face tomorrow when you get up and get your day started again. And again, one of the best ways that God accomplishes is, is through His people. That's why, again, church is so critical. Uh, if you've ever felt like giving up, dropping out of the race, don't. You just keep hanging out with people of faith who are going to talk to you with love, encourage you, and hang with you and sit with you and cry with you. See, these brothers and sisters, we're like a family. Um, even when I was a kid, <laughs> it was funny, we we, there was this terminology around the church is we, we, we all called each other it was our tradition, it was just the way I was brought up we all called each other brother and sister I don't know if you guys ever had any traditions like that but it was brother and sister and, and uh, yeah, I know people would call my dad brother Woody and sister Woody and, and we just, in fact my parents still do this today they said, oh do you mean remember sister Mabel? I'm like, okay, no, wait a minute and, but, but it's just it's, it's so, it, it was so different yet on the other hand that's so real that, that's real. We're family. You're going, oh my goodness, uh, not like my family because my family's crazy. Well, <laughs> you hang around family, there are a few, there are a few, but you know what? The truth is, is that we are fellow believers and we may be flawed, but we are infused with the power, the perfect love and the perfect power of God. Now, how's that? See, so, so let people in the church into your pain. That's how you're going to get through the difficult times in life and how you're going to grow when you stay in church and you don't give up even, in, and I said, especially when you hit a tough spot. I just want you to make this your prayer. Prayer is very, very simple today. It's, Lord, give me a strong spirit. 
fact, I want you to say that prayer with me right now. Simple, simple six words. Lord, give me a strong spirit. Would you just do that? Would you just say those words to God right now? Lord, give me a strong spirit. Come on, just say it again and mean it just to the Lord. Lord, give me a strong spirit. God, I pray that you will also help people to walk in wisdom when they face trouble. And that this church, everyone here, we will develop a strong spirit in Jesus' name. I'd like for there to be no movement at this time. I'm going to ask is that everyone in here just close your eyes and focus internally. You might be here and you've never surrendered your life completely to Jesus. It's possible you've drifted from God and your relationship with Him and you want to know this Jesus that we talk about. And you want a new beginning. If that's the case, I want to give you an opportunity to respond today. Because hear me well, faith is when you respond outwardly to what you're feeling inwardly. Knowing this is that Jesus loves you more than you can even comprehend or imagine. And he died for you so that you could have life and life to the full. And today is the day when you want to say it's time to live. Today's the day of change. So if you want to pray this prayer with me to surrender your life completely to Jesus, all you need to do is at the count of three, lift your hand so I can connect my faith with yours. Will you do that now? One, two, three. Lift your hand so I can connect my faith with yours. Thank you. Who else? You want to pray that prayer with me? Give your life completely to Jesus. Thank you. All right, guys. Here's what I'm going to ask that we do. I'd like for everyone in this room to stand with me. Please, everyone stand. Here's what I want. Is I want you, if you lifted your hand, along with the entire congregation of believers to pray these words with me. I want us to pray it and believe it from the bottom of our hearts. Let's pray these words. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. Please forgive my sins because it's time for me to live. So I give up my past and I embrace the future that you have for me. I choose to have a strong spirit. Lord, help me to have a strong spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from City Life Church. You can keep in touch with what is coming this season through social media and our City Life app. And Sunday, our favorite day of the week is on its way. We hope to see you at City Life.